Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, October-November 2017. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is David Tridinic. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and 25 minutes overall. Here's what's inside. Contents. Lord Mayor's message. Library to living room. Your say. Landlords give back. A city united. Grand designs for stations. Melbourne Music Week. Support through market renewal. We chat to the world. Dancing for diversity. A lasting legacy. Create to relate. Events calendar. M Pavilion 2017 Utopian Space Sparks Debate. Mistletoe Makeover. Refuge at Arts House. Arts Grants Announced. Be Seen This Summer. Books Build Community. Ask an Expert. A Day in the Life of an Animal Management Officer. Claffy Brings Creative Edge. In Brief. Your Council. Council Meetings. Lord Mayor's Commendations. Contact. Closing Announcement. On the cover... Warren Page and John Eastwood prepare for the coming back out ball. Lord Mayor's Message from Robert Doyle I'm always proud to be Lord Mayor of Melbourne. I think it is the greatest job in the world. But announcing we were the world's most livable city and Melbourne City Council's support for marriage equality was a day of particular pride for me. It is ironic that I made both announcements concurrently because the two are intrinsically linked. I often say that great cities are not designed for roads, buildings, cars or anything else. They should be designed for people. The Economist Intelligence Unit recently ranked Melbourne the world's most livable city for the seventh consecutive year. The first time a single city has held the title on its own for that period of time. This world record is an amazing feat that all Melbournians should be extremely proud of. I know I am. The EIU measures factors that make cities great places to live, and again we achieved outstanding results in the areas stability, healthcare, culture and environment, education and infrastructure. We are a great all-rounder. We also nominate ourselves as a city of well-being, of diversity, inclusiveness and tolerance. For me, there is no doubt that marriage equality is a matter of well-being. Of personal, social, emotional and psychological well-being. And I think it is important that Council took a stand on this issue. When I think of Melbourne, I think of equality. I think of us as a welcoming place. I think of us as an inclusive place. But while we don't have marriage equality, we aren't complete as a tolerant, inclusive, welcoming equal place. That's my aspiration for Melbourne. That's why I am proud to support a yes vote on marriage equality. Melbourne City Council unanimously endorsed a motion to campaign in support for marriage equality. Council also resolved to take a leading role in promoting respectful dialogue at a time when an acrimonious public debate will divide our LGBTIQA plus community.
This was quite a remarkable achievement when you consider the range of political and personal backgrounds on the Melbourne City Council. We are made up of Liberals, Labor, Greens and Independents. I am proud that we were united on this important issue. Nevertheless, Council appreciates that we have a wider city and there will be diverse views which must be respected. Melbourne City Council has supported marriage equality for some time. Council unanimously resolved in 2015 to support marriage equality and called on the Federal Government to legislate for it. The Council has also maintained a Relationship Declaration Register since 2007 as a means of recognising the relationship status of couples irrespective of gender. Along with lighting Melbourne Town Hall in rainbow colours over two nights, the City of Melbourne displayed a message in support of marriage equality on the iconic Young and Jackson Hotel on rotation over a three-week period. Shopfront window stickers are available for city businesses that wish to show their support for marriage equality. Please read on to find out about more ways that we cultivate well-being in our residents, businesses, workers and visitors. Signed, Robert Doyle. Lord Mayor Robert Doyle, AC. Twitter, at Lord Mayor Melb. An accompanying photograph shows Lord Mayor Robert Doyle, AC, with the Equality Campaign's Executive Director, Tiernan Brady, and Stand Up Events founder, Angie Green. Library to Living Room. Escape into a good book or learn something new at the reimagined East Melbourne Library, described as a warm and bright community living room. The striking building recently celebrated its 10th birthday with the installation of new self-service borrowing pods, a reconfigured computer station, cosy armchairs and a communal table. The upgrades reflect the changing role of libraries across Melbourne and the world, from transactional spaces to vibrant community hubs. Jill Fenwick, president of the East Melbourne Historical Society, said that the recent changes have proved popular among library users. The reconfiguration and upgrading of the library has resulted in a more efficient loan system, greater floor space and a smarter look to the ground floor, Jill said. Seating spaces are relaxed, with easy access to reading materials, and it's apparent from the numbers sitting in the library reading papers, magazines and books that locals are enjoying the changes. Beyond the written word, the City of Melbourne's libraries now promote digital literacy and offer lectures, 3D printers, coding workshops, recording studios and much more. However, the community connections forged between the walls are what makes the library special. The helpful and welcoming staff make the East Melbourne Library a pleasant place to spend an hour or more looking through the array of DVDs and reading materials, said Jill. My granddaughter Zoe is a great fan. She began going to the library for the Wednesday morning children's program when she was three and is, at six, an enthusiastic borrower. Despite rapid advances in digital technologies, the library team reports growing popularity with people of all ages and backgrounds, from parents with children enjoying rhyme time to students and retirees. As Melbourne evolves, libraries will continue to play an important role in providing intimate spaces amid a growing population, 
as well as being knowledge hubs for new technology and startups. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash libraries. Reading Green Designed following extensive community consultation, East Melbourne Library features recycled materials and eco-friendly solutions for light, ventilation, heating and cooling in keeping with the City of Melbourne's target of zero net emissions by 2020. Native plants, bike racks and a water bowl for neighbourhood dogs complete the picture for this vibrant community hub. Hablas Espanol? Do you speak another language? Our libraries offer a wide range of multilingual texts. East Melbourne has an extensive Chinese language collection, while the North Melbourne Library offers Spanish story time for children and French-speaking workshops. Accompanying photographs show parents and babies gathering together for the Songbirds program in a sunny public meeting space at East Melbourne Library and the new self-service borrowing pods getting a workout in East Melbourne. Your Say Letter of the Month The location of the City Library is not just ideal to reach, but also the warm atmosphere makes you feel welcomed. Especially, I enjoyed visiting the Story Lounge. I was not only fascinated by the carefully selected topic, but also mesmerised by the voice of the presenter. Thanks a lot, Melbourne. Anonymous. Share your thoughts with us at melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au How can I show my support for marriage equality? Businesses that wish to show support for marriage equality can collect rainbow decals for their shop windows from our customer service team at Town Hall. Read more about our support for marriage equality in the Lord Mayor's message at the beginning of Melbourne magazine. Tweets at City of Melbourne From Celebrate Ageing Proud to launch a project focused on trans and gender diverse ageing with the social photo. At the underscore social photo, transgender Vic, switchboard underscore Vic, City of Melbourne and Celebrate Ageing. From Aero Havno We love bringing a taste of Poland to the world's most livable city. Hashtag Melbourne. From Procurement Ost Ben Rimmer, CEO, City of Melbourne, discussing championing change and gender equality. At Procurement Ost, let's network meeting. Hashtag Leadership Matters. From Jose Harris. Congratulations, Lord Mayor Melb and all City of Melbourne. Melbourne ranked world's most livable city for seventh year. Hashtag Melbourne. From Unimelb. Today we are thrilled to launch a new urban innovation district in partnership with RMIT and the City of Melbourne. From Ange Green. Thank you, Lord Mayor Melb, City of Melbourne, Tin and Brady and AM Equality for spreading messages of love in Melbourne today. All in this together. Instagram. The print edition of Melbourne magazine shows a selection of recent images. From Dill Hornsby. Creatively presented dessert plate 
with cone wafer, waffle, meringue and fruit salad. From Philip Lepic, a view of the St Kilda Road Bridge, taken from the grassy bank at dusk under a colourful clouded sky. A kayaker is rowing under the bridge. From forever.amber.photography, a close-up of the Manchester Unity Building Spire. From Nomadic Sunil C, a view from the elevated walkway in Birrarung Ma. From photo underscore shots underscore scapes, an aerial shot of the intersection outside Flinders Street Station, featuring St Paul's Cathedral and the Forum Theatre. From Gina Sarks, an autumn-winter scene in the Botanic Gardens, a memorial in the foreground and sparsely-leaved trees in the background. From Paul underscore Dowsley, a street scene in the CBD, a man in navy blue crossing the street. From Library underscore Vic, the white plaster detailing, arches and balconies in one of the library halls. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag MelbMoment. Connect with us. Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. City Collection. The City of Melbourne has accumulated some 8,000 items of cultural material, including public art and memorials, contemporary art, historical artefacts, photography and more. You can explore many of these online at citycollection.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Keep in touch. Did you know Melbourne Magazine is available online? To keep in touch with the latest news and events, subscribe to receive an e-newsletter when each new online edition comes out. Find out more at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au Landlords give back. People who own an investment property in Melbourne are invited to support an innovative social enterprise helping to address homelessness. Home Ground Real Estate, operated by Launch Housing, provides property management services for landlords and tenants and invests revenue back into affordable housing solutions. Deputy CEO Heather Holst said the model works by landlords allowing their property to be rented at a discounted return to people who face being priced out of the rental market. The difference between the market return and the discounted return is tax deductible. Our idea was to do what we knew, taking care of people's assets as property managers and repackage this to do some good, Heather said. People responded really well and take-up was rapid in the first year. We ended up managing one landlord's entire block of four units after the success of the first rental. Sometimes landlords particularly want to help a family, a young person or an older person, perhaps after seeing someone close to them go through a hard time. We can help with this too. And sure... A landlord participating in the program encouraged other property owners to get involved. I read about home ground and felt I needed to do something to help those who struggle to afford reasonable housing, Anne said. For the landlord, the property is well managed and is contributing to people's lives. For the tenant, there is stable, affordable accommodation. This is a very worthwhile project. 
Anyone who is able to should consider doing this, as housing affordability is not just a government problem. The City of Melbourne has awarded a $150,000 grant to home ground real estate as part of the $2 million Pathways Innovation Package, which comprises six initiatives to address homelessness. If you own an investment property and wish to help people experiencing homelessness, contact Home Ground Real Estate to find out more. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash homelessness. An accompanying photograph shows Heather Holst, who's helping landlords support people in need. A City United A special collection at the State Library of Victoria will preserve the community's outpouring of love and support for those killed and injured in the Burke Street incident, when a car was driven into pedestrians last January. Heartfelt tributes placed in the mall after the incident, including condolence books, cards and pictures, are among the collection, which was presented to the library by Premier Daniel Andrews for care on behalf of all Victorians. This is a profound and moving time for us all. For those families who have lost loved ones and people who are seriously injured, our thoughts are with you all as you rebuild your lives, Lord Mayor Robert Doyle said. We were heartened and in awe of the outpouring of support from Melburnians and visitors immediately after the event and in the months since. Handing over these messages and artworks to State Library Victoria will ensure they are preserved for future generations. The many floral tributes have been mulched and spread across Melbourne's Victims of Crime Memorial Gardens. Soft toys have been donated to the Salvation Army. The Burke Street Collection can be viewed by appointment. Recovery Different people react in different ways to a traumatic event. While some people recover quickly, for others, physical, psychological and emotional reactions may persist. If you or anyone you know is struggling to come to terms with the Burke Street incident, please visit our website for information on the support services and resources available. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Burke Street Incident. An accompanying photo shows tributes at the GPO building in Burke Street Mall. Grand Designs for Stations Designs released for Metro Tunnel's five new underground stations prioritise people and will create new public spaces for the city. Kate Hardwick, Urban Integration and Design Manager for the Melbourne Metro Rail Authority, said each station will have its own unique identity, with materials and finishes chosen to reflect the surrounding area. All of the new Metro Tunnel stations will include wide platforms, natural light, generous internal spaces and platform screen doors, Kate said. As well as being great transport spaces, the new stations will be beautiful civic spaces, bringing world-class architecture to the heart of Melbourne. The project includes revitalised public space above ground at all five stations and additional entrances to reduce crowding on major streets in the central city. The new station under Swanston Street, between Flinders and Collins Streets, will improve access to some of Melbourne's most iconic destinations, including Federation Square and the Arts Precinct in Southbank. 
In Parkville, a new station will be built on the doorstep of the University of Melbourne and Hospital Precinct. The concourse will be filled with natural light, with space for retail outlets and restaurants. The Metro Tunnel is the biggest change to Melbourne's rail network since the City Loop was built over 30 years ago, and it's important that the new stations are designed well, feel safe and work for the people that use them, Kate said. And great design isn't confined to the stations. We are also exploring innovative ideas to create pop-up spaces and use lighting, landscaping and art to ensure the city maintains its life and vitality during construction. For more information, visit metrotunnel.vic.gov.au Melbourne Music Week, 17th to the 25th of November Take a labyrinthine musical journey through the many and varied spaces of our iconic town hall this Melbourne Music Week. From DJ sets and gigs in the heritage-listed council chambers to a grand organ takeover in the majestic main hall, Miscellanea is a feast for music lovers of all ages and tastes, co-presented with Creative Victoria. With headliners including Hate Rock, Underground Lovers and Corin, Miscellanea typifies Melbourne Music Week's reputation for transforming unique spaces into music venues. Beyond the Town Hall, the nine-day festival will once again make the city its playground, offering free and ticketed performances in unexpected venues across Melbourne. The full program will be announced on the 17th of October. Proudly presented by the City of Melbourne, Melbourne Music Week is a key initiative of our music strategy. Did you know? Last year's Melbourne Music Week attracted over 51,000 attendees and contributed $2.6 million economic impact to the municipality. The vast majority of the festival's revenue goes to its event partners, the labels, artists and venues that make up Melbourne's thriving music scene. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash mmw. An accompanying photo shows electronic musician Corin. Support through market renewal. Traders at Queen Victoria Market will be able to access at least $8 million of support to help their businesses thrive during the five-year market renewal. Queen Victoria Market is home to around 700 small businesses. These businesses, and the traders who operate them, are recognised as the heart of the market and an essential part of its future. The package will include tailored business support and financial assistance for traders who can demonstrate that their business has been adversely impacted by the renewal. Designs for below-ground facilities at Queen Victoria Market have also been optimised to minimise disruption to the market and impact to the heritage sheds following feedback from traders and customers. The revised plans have a reduced footprint and will offer the operational facilities over three levels and a mezzanine, including loading facilities, cold and dry storage, trader amenities, recycling and waste management facilities and customer car parking. Only the western end of sheds A to D and sheds H and I will be temporarily removed for restoration during the renewal program, with all other sheds retained and restored on site. 
The amended below-ground design also means the new market pavilion, which will house relocated traders during works, can be reduced to 120 metres, less than half the original proposed size. Works will start on the new market pavilion in the coming months. The $250 million renewal of Queen Victoria Market is the largest project in Council's history. The renewal program is supported by an independent business case by SGS Economics, which revealed the need for intervention to safeguard the future viability of Queen Victoria Market. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Queen Victoria Market. An accompanying photograph shows Krista Lee Hackett at her shop Fairy Dance, which can be found in Shed D, stall 99, on Tuesday and Friday, and Shed E, stall 89, on weekends. We chat to the world. The City of Melbourne is the first council in Australia to join WeChat, China's most popular social media platform. With a staggering 889 million monthly users, WeChat is a great way for us to engage with the local and international Chinese community, from international students and tourists to start-ups and businesses. Managed in collaboration with the City of Melbourne's sister city office in Tianjin, our WeChat channel will provide updates on what's on in Melbourne, as well as opportunities for businesses and students. To explore Melbourne in Chinese, subscribe to City of Melb in the WeChat app. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash sister cities. Dancing for Diversity A grand coming back out ball honouring LGBTI plus elders of all nationalities, sexualities and walks of life is about to be staged at Melbourne Town Hall as part of the Victorian Seniors Festival. Lovingly developed over two years by Tristan Meacham, Artistic Director of All the Queen's Men, the free event will feature legendary entertainers, including Robin Archer, Carlotta and Deborah Cheatham. As a young gay man, I wanted to create something that honours LGBTI plus elders and their lived experience, cognizant of the fact that they have lived through historical discrimination. Tristan said. There are pioneers coming to the ball who have been out for a long time, as a way of survival, and those who haven't had the capacity to live that life due to discrimination. This is our gift to say, we see you and we honour you and we want you to be part of the fabric of our community. It is important that we remember this, especially in this divisive time for LGBTI plus people. Another key event happening during the Seniors Festival is the Abundance Project, an intergenerational art workshop for trans and gender diverse people. The event is hosted by Celebrate Ageing initiative Alice's Garage, the social photographer, Transgender Victoria and Switchboard Victoria. The project, also known as The Art of Trans and Gender Diverse Ageing, invites participants to fill Fowler's jars, originally used to preserve and share food for leaner times, with items that represent an aspect of positive ageing. Conceived in response to La Trobe University research revealing widespread rights violations for trans and gender diverse elders, 
The project aims to give a voice to the challenges faced by trans and gender diverse people as they age. Trans and gender diverse people tell us that as they grow older, they value the time spent expressing their gender in ways they were not able to previously, said Dr Catherine Barrett, director of Celebrate Ageing. We are encouraging trans and gender diverse people to share their stories to help others feel validated and inspired. We want to create a pantry of stories that will resonate with others. Through this respectful, appreciative inquiry, we hope to begin to build a pathway for healthy ageing. The City of Melbourne is proud to present more than 25 events as part of this year's Victorian Seniors Festival, also including dancing, craft, singing, intergenerational conversations and Tai Chi. This is in addition to year-round services to support people's health and well-being. Councillor Tessa Sullivan, Chair of the People City Portfolio, said the events represent Council's strong support for diverse communities. The Coming Back Out ball has never been more poignant than now, especially following Council's recent unanimous reaffirmation of our support of marriage equality, Councillor Sullivan said. Ultimately, we want to have a city that includes all people, and there's no greater way of doing that than to encourage people and to help them access the city, feel connected and welcome. These events are safe spaces, spaces that encourage people to be themselves and have fun. So get involved and get your dancing shoes on. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash seniors. An accompanying photo shows Warren Page and John Eastwood, who are strong supporters of the ball. A lasting legacy. Trans and gender diverse people face many challenges as they age, including loneliness and isolation, according to Brenda Appleton, Chair of Transgender Victoria. Particular difficulties for people include being cut off from their family, finding aged care settings where they can be themselves, and being without documentation that recognises their gender. Many worry that they will not be treated with respect and dignity, or remembered for who they really were. Most trans and gender diverse people experienced a lifetime of discrimination and have struggled to find or afford appropriate professional help to work through the mental health challenges they have faced as a result, Brenda said. As they age, many are focused on the challenges they face on a day-to-day -day basis and forget to reflect on what they have achieved and how they could be an inspiration to others. Brenda hopes that Victorian Seniors Festival events like the Abundance Project will help older trans and gender diverse people make new friends and be encouraged to celebrate being a senior person. There is an explosion of people exploring what gender means to them and perhaps those who are more progressed in their journey and experiences might be able to mentor and help those following behind, Brenda said. Life is what we make of it. I encourage all people, especially older, trans and gender diverse people, to be brave and get out and join in. We need to move society from treating us with acceptance and tolerance to being valued and celebrated. We can all contribute to a better society.
An accompanying photograph shows Brenda Appleton, who is championing the Abundance Project. Photo credit, thesocialphotographer.com.au Create to Relate Young LGBTIQA plus people and their friends are using art to explore their life experiences through Signal's Create to Relate program. Arts facilitator and street artist Clara, who specialises in paper-based artwork such as zines, small press and paste-ups, is behind the program. As a queer artist, I wanted to show solidarity for my community in the way I knew best. Arts and collaboration, Clara said. I grew up on a farm in rural Western Australia, so isolation led me to create art with whatever mediums were available, which weren't many. I would have loved to socialise, create and collaborate with like-minded individuals, so I wanted to make that an opportunity for others. Participants are encouraged to experiment with different mediums, from drawing and painting to lino print and collage. The studio sessions result in a broadsheet-style newspaper publication to share. Create to Relate has a very relaxed, safe, creative and welcoming vibe, Clara said. I like to think participants find it fun, confidence and skill-building, a place where there's open, respectful dialogue and friendships are created as well as some great art. The program is for LGBTIQA plus identifying people, but also friends and allies. All you need is an open mind and a respectful attitude. So come along. Signal is a creative studio located on North Bank, offering young people aged 13 to 25 the opportunity to work alongside professional artists. Find out how to get involved online. For more information, visit signal.net.au. Events calendar. A few of our favourite things. Find more great events like this at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au. 4th to the 8th of October. Mini Living, Invert. Explore the design potential of small, unconventional spaces through this exhibition of small-scale architectural models and talk series presented by Green Magazine on the rooftop of Greenco's Russell Place Car Park. 7th of October to the 8th of October. Survival Skills for Desperate Times. See Arts House transformed into an urban survival camp, where 18 artists and creative camp leaders will share their passion and skills in a unique performance lecture series. 8th to the 15th of October, Victorian Seniors Festival. Immerse yourself in music performances from the likes of the Aeolian Players, a multi-instrumentalist who will perform traditional folk, Italian and regional music, the Salvation Army Red Shield Band and the Retro Girls Cabaret Show, which will have you rockin' in your seats. Join the fun at various venues. 14th of October, Victorian Festival of Diwali. Experience a magical journey to India through a breathtaking program of cinema, dance, soul-stirring music, henna painting, handmade crafts, fashion and authentic cuisine. 
celebrate India's spectacular Diwali celebrations are held at Federation Square. 15th of October North Melbourne Spring Fling Join local artists in an exchange at Arts House, exploring how food is shaped through myth, secrets, migration and luck. This free event is celebrating its 40th anniversary. 18th of October, National Ride to Work Day. Look out for a free community breakfast being served on Harbour Esplanade in Docklands. Ride to Work is a national program that encourages Australians to start travelling to work by bike and keep riding all year round. 21st to the 22nd of October, Juniper Loser. Meet the distillers and enjoy tastings of some of the world's best gin. Following its sell-out debut in 2016, Junipalooza is heading back to the meat market in October, featuring even more distillers and masterclasses. 22nd of October, Carlton Italian Festa. Celebrate all things Italian at this great event for the whole family, featuring entertainment all day on the main stage, as well as sporting activities, vehicle displays, cooking demonstrations and, of course, plenty of fabulous Italian food. Feast your senses at Piazza Italia, on the corner of Ligon Street and Argyle Place in Carlton. 22nd of October, Docklands Blues Music Festival. Visit the pop-up Blues Garden at the Wonderland Spiegel Tent for a fun day of non-stop music by an all-Australian band line-up. The event will be bustling with more than 10 acts, a host of food trucks, licensed bars and indoor and outdoor music stages from 12pm to 9pm. Entry is free. 28th of October, Spring Vegan Festival. See Meat Market transformed into a hub celebrating all things vegan. You'll find 100% vegan vendors and non-profits, food, craft, animal rights cinema, high tea, an art zone, golden tickets and much more. 31st of October to the 11th of November, in extremis. Climatic extremes are the new meteorological norm for our planet. This screen and audio-based exhibition at Arts House offers human, interspecies, plant and geological perspectives and visceral experiences of the fragility, resilience and collapse of systems and ecologies. 8th of November. Refuge Supper Club. Be prepared to beg, borrow or barter ingredients from your fellow supper club guests to complete your meal. You'll need to work together to make sure everyone has a full tummy. At Arts House. 9th of November to the 10th of November. Refuge Open Studios. Come and visit the artists making and talking about their work at Arts House before the Refuge Emergency Relief Centre opens and the 24-hour exercise begins. 12th of November, Polish Festival. Experience Poland's famous hospitality, hearty food and romantic traditions. This festival features song, dance and culinary delights such as stuffed dumplings, hunter's stew and kielbasa sausage. Head down to Federation Square to be transported to the historic town squares of Europe.
21st to the 26th of November. Ruman. Like a low-tech hologram or a high-tech paper pop-up book, Ruman transports us inside animated universes as they unfold upon a giant three-dimensional paper set at Arts House. 9th to the 26th of November. Melbourne Night Noodle Markets. Stroll down to Birarung Ma to enjoy dozens of stalls from your favourite Asian eateries. Locals Mr Miyagi, Wonder Bao and Bibimbap will be making an appearance alongside Gelato Messina and Blackstar Pastry. This event is cash-free. 29th of November. Raising the Bar. Hear from the world's top minds at Melbourne's best bars across the central city. From its beginnings in New York in 2014, Raising the Bar has since been held in London, Hong Kong, Sydney and San Francisco. Last year in Melbourne, all events were booked out, so get in quick. Sports. 6th of November. Melbourne Cup Parade. Watch jockeys and trainers parade down Swanston Street in this highly anticipated, family-friendly, free public event presented by Emirates. See racing greats before they compete in the race that stops a nation. Fun and festivities continue at Federation Square after the parade. 27th of October and the 19th of November. Rugby League World Cup. Feel the buzz when rugby league stars converge in Melbourne to contest the World Cup in two games. Over five weeks, the tournament will see 14 teams play 28 games across the host nations, all hoping to be crowned World Cup winners and hold aloft the Paul Barriere Trophy. Get the word on what's on in the city. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. M Pavilion 2017 Utopian Space Sparks Debate Take a stroll through the Queen Victoria Gardens between October and February and discover a futuristic public space and cultural laboratory offering hundreds of free events for all ages. Designed by Rem Kohlhaas and David Giannotten from the Netherlands Office of Metropolitan Architecture, the structure is the fourth M Pavilion to be gifted to the people of Melbourne by the Naomi Milgram Foundation. We are excited to design a cultural heart for the city, a space of public engagement that will spark creativity and discussion and that will act as a theatre for ideas, David said. It's a collaboration that goes beyond just the physical space which for us is very exciting. The design and programming of M Pavilion 2017 juxtaposes the familiarity of nature with our rapidly changing urban environment. The structure includes two grandstands, or tribunes, one of which is excavated from the landscape and covered with indigenous plants. The other rotates transforming the space from an intimate environment to an amphitheatre for debate with the city. A floating roof, clad in aluminium, shields visitors from the elements. Urban planning and architecture are closely connected to a city's social and cultural life, but are also often seen as something done only by governments and developers, David said.
Projects like this create the possibility for people to participate in debate. This can deliver a huge impact for the city or people developing part of the city, for artists and for what the future citizen wants. Welcoming over 234,000 visitors since its inception, M Pavilion brings together local and international experts in architecture, performance, fashion, science, art, technology and music. For the first time ever, M Pavilion 2017 will be programmed by the people, with proposals welcomed from anyone working or studying in the realms of design and the built environment. After its time in the Victoria Gardens, the M Pavilion will be moved to another location in Melbourne, with previous structures having found homes at Docklands and Melbourne Zoo. From the moment you step over the threshold, the M Pavilion is yours. You are the housekeeper, David said. It's a very flexible and adaptable space, because we want people to use their imaginations as a tool. In addition to the M Pavilion, the Office of Metropolitan Architecture team has 90 projects on the go around the world, including the Taipei Performing Arts Centre, the New Museum in Western Australia, and Rotterdam's new Feyenoord football stadium. Their inspiration comes from how their work will interact with people. Architecture is a social engagement with society, and it's a social progress working with your team, clients and communities. To me, this is the excitement of it, David said. Every project is different because you work with different people and in different parts of society, anywhere in the world. That's a dream. M Pavilion is supported by the City of Melbourne, Creative Victoria and ANZ. M Pavilion will be open to the public from the 3rd of October to the 4th of February. Entry, including all programmed events, is free. For more information, visit mpavilion.org. Accompanying photographs show David Giannotten, one of the lead architects behind M Pavilion 2017, Bamboo, stone and rope showcased traditional craftsmanship in 2016, designed by Bijoy Jain, India. Aerospace industry materials, creating a graceful forest canopy in this 2015 design by Amanda Levite, United Kingdom. And the 2017 design, featuring two grandstands and a floating roof clad in aluminium. Mistletoe Makeover Melbourne is getting the world's first mistletoe makeover to boost the ecology and biodiversity of our urban forest. City of Melbourne arborists have used cherry pickers to plant seed from small, ripe, native, creeping mistletoe fruits in 28 plane trees in North Melbourne, Parkville, South Yarra and Southbank. The goal of the project is for the mistletoe to germinate and establish in our tree canopies, providing food and shelter for a wide range of wildlife, including butterflies and birds. International mistletoe expert Professor David Watson from Charles Sturt University is leading the project. These experimental trials will be a world-first look at how different urban ecosystems may respond to the presence and abundance of mistletoe, and elucidate whether or not mistletoes are keystone resources in urban areas as well as natural areas, David said. In addition to providing well-known ecological resources such as flowers and fruits, 
Mistletoe in urban settings could also offer climate refuges for animals, bioremediation opportunities, air pollution reduction and mitigation of the urban heat island effect. Ecologists and arborists will monitor the outcomes of the trial, which is part of the City of Melbourne's commitment to excellence in urban forest and ecology management. Did you know, while kissing under the mistletoe is a Christmas tradition, Australia's 90 species of the plant also play a fundamental role in enhancing biodiversity. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash biodiversity. Refuge at Arts House, 11th of November. Take refuge at Arts House during an imagined heatwave and experience firsthand a unique collaboration between artists and emergency services. Refuge, a five-year interdisciplinary project led by Arts House, is designed to explore the role of artists and cultural institutions in times of climate catastrophe. This year, the event will hold up a creative lens to the increasing possibility of Melbourne experiencing five consecutive days over 40 degrees. A range of artistic interpretations will take place alongside workshops and emergency preparedness activities run by Red Cross, the Victorian State Emergency Service and other partners. Asher B. Abraham, a refuge artist with a background in sustainability and human ecology, said creative responses to environmental challenges are important. By 2070, the CSIRO and Bureau of Meteorology predict that Melbourne's annual days over 35 degrees will more than double from an average of 8 a year to 17. To me, Refuge is a unique and exciting exploration of the role of artists in responding to the climate change-related emergencies that are likely to increase if we continue in the direction we're heading in, Asher said. I expect that people coming along will get new perspectives about the risk of climate change-related emergencies and will leave feeling clear that we can't let these become a regular occurrence. I hope that they will also be further intrigued about the value that artists can bring into climate change-related planning, communications and responses. At the heart of Refuge is an emergency relief centre where artists, emergency services and the community will come together to start conversations, dream up ideas and forge possible futures. The artists will each explore a particular element relevant to the relief centre, such as sleep, light and warmth, food, well-being and community. Asher's work will explore communication. Contact is the outreach component of our relief centre. It's based on the Red Cross's Telecross system and will involve intimate conversations with residents in the North Melbourne area who may be vulnerable to heat waves, Asher said. This will offer participants a few moments of calm human connection amid the flurry of the relief centre. To fully experience Refuge's immersive emergency scenario, sign up for the Refuge 24-hour exercise, which runs from midday on Saturday the 11th of November until midday the following day. The Refuge 24-hour exercise includes a sleepover at Arts House, but this is no slumber party. You'll need to be ready to help run the Relief Centre alongside volunteers, artists and others. It's an exercise in preparation, 
mutual aid and creative response. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash artshouse. Arts Grants Announced See Melbourne from the perspective of a child robot and look out for solar-powered sound systems pumping out Jamaican dancehall beats when local artists unleash their creativity in 2018. Through our annual Arts Grants program, 68 artists and creative organisations will share in more than $800,000 to deliver new work across all creative disciplines, including the performing arts, craft, literature and visual arts. Councillor Rohan Leppert, Chair of the Arts, Culture and Heritage Portfolio, said the grants would gift Melburnians with rich arts and cultural events, with the majority free of charge. For more than 20 years, the City of Melbourne has fostered artistic talent and made an enormous contribution to Melbourne's vibrant creative life through our investment in arts grants, Councillor Leppert said. These grants have never been more popular with 391 applications received this year, an increase of 35% on last year. We have also attracted new emerging and established talent with almost three-quarters of the total pool from first-time applicants. A gig by asylum seekers combining music with storytelling and roving performances featuring giant puppets mounted in sports wheelchairs are among the diverse projects funded. I am pleased to see artists pushing the boundaries to create works that explore issues such as diversity, disability, gender identity and Australian history that are sure to provoke thought and discussion, Councillor Leppert said. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash annual arts grants. An accompanying photo shows this year's Eugenia Lim's The People's Currency which explored the social impacts of globalisation. Be seen this summer. Local businesses and events looking to reach more customers for free are invited to take part in the City of Melbourne's marketing campaigns, which run during summer, winter and Christmas. Alex Harris from Melbourne Public, a bar and restaurant in South Wharf, said the winter campaign provided his venue with fantastic exposure and opportunities to reach new audiences. Although there are plenty of bars, restaurants and cafes in Melbourne, all doing amazing things, it is still possible to be seen through the crowd, particularly with initiatives like this, Alex said. Not only did the City of Melbourne offer promotions like social media, a website, listing and blogs, they also created a short video that included us in it, which gained so much traction and looked amazing. Along with business support, such as breakfast symposiums, funding opportunities and networking events, the City of Melbourne's seasonal marketing campaigns aim to help city businesses to grow and prosper. Participants have reported increased website traffic and more locals and tourists visiting their venues and events as a direct result of the campaigns. There is such a wonderful camaraderie among businesses in Melbourne, especially the hospitality industry, said Renee Konka from Common Man, another restaurant and bar in South Wharf. Having a wonderful city that supports business through information sessions, as well as working hard connecting locals and travellers to local business through initiatives like these campaigns, is an important part of that. 
For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash marketing campaigns. Expressions of interest for the summer marketing campaign are invited between the 23rd of October and the 7th of November. Last-minute interest in the Christmas campaign is also welcome. Books Build Community Young families who are new to Melbourne are improving their language skills and meeting new friends through the Picture Book program at Artplay. The creative sessions are facilitated by visual artist Ana Rita Pires, who crafts each session around a theme, such as modes of transport, water or animals. We enjoy chatting with families and letting them work at their own pace and rhythm, Rita said. There was one mother who was very new to Melbourne and was very shy to speak English at first. This was a beautiful space for her to come with her son and feel safe and included. On the day Melbourne magazine visited the picture book program, there were families attending from all over the world. Hafid al-Shaji from Oman saw the program as a great opportunity for people from different cultures to get to know each other. Shweta Sawani from India said that her son's literacy had blossomed since a maternal and child health nurse referred them to art play and a local playgroup with rhyme time. The picture book program has welcomed more than 500 people since its launch in 2014. All the books, which feature words and art from every child involved, are available to borrow through the City of Melbourne libraries. I hope the picture book program continues engaging new families, changing with the seasons and bringing new flavours, Rita said. Art play is amazing. Magic happens here. Our New to Melbourne program can help newly arrived families connect to relevant programs and services. To enrol in New to Melbourne, email parentingservices at melbourne.vic.gov.au. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash artplay. An accompanying photo shows Hafid al-Shaji, Tharaya Ali and Shweta Sawani with little Alia and Ram. Ask an expert. Discover Melbourne's hidden gems with the help of our friendly visitor services team, now on hand in more locations across the central city. Boasting a larger footprint than ever before, new hubs have popped up at city gateways, including Hamer Hall and Southern Cross. Councillor Philip Lee Lu, Chair of the International Engagement Portfolio, said the expanded model will play an important role as Melbourne evolves. Our multilingual staff and volunteers deliver a first-class face-to-face information service for locals and tourists and encourage them to explore our great city. Councillor Lee Lu said. Amid city-changing projects, these services will continue to play a vital role and help ensure a thriving visitor economy. Our visitor services are an important way for us to engage locals and tourists in our retail and hospitality offerings and promote our thinkers, makers, artisans and start-ups. Speaking to these narratives, we can capitalise on the unique offerings of each part of the city reflecting the richness and diversity of the area and revealing the community at its heart. Did you know 
The new visitor hub at Hamer Hall has already welcomed more than 80,000 visitors at the gateway to Southbank's vibrant arts precinct. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash visitor. A day in the life of an animal management officer. In a city of dog lovers, animal management officers play an important role in making sure everyone can enjoy Melbourne's parks and community spaces safely. Animal management coordinator Tom Robertson starts his day with a park patrol on an electric bike at the crucial time when people are walking their dogs during school drop-off. Responsible pet ownership isn't just about your pet's welfare. It's also about being considerate to other people, Tom said. Everyone has the right to enjoy our parks and wider community without undue disruption or especially aggression from a pet. We don't like to hand out fines, but we take responsible dog ownership and local laws seriously for a reason. After the park patrol, Tom's team collects lost animals and, if they cannot be identified, takes them to the lost dog's home. If your pet isn't registered and microchipped, it makes it harder for us to reunite them with you if they become lost or escape, Tom said. You should also keep your dog on a leash where required, and at all times, if they will not return to you when called. Bear in mind that dogs may react unexpectedly in different situations. In the afternoon, the animal management team usually follows up on noise complaints or other ongoing investigations. They might even do targeted door knocking in apartment buildings. We encourage people to get their pets from a shelter and provide education around pet selection. Many medium to large sized dogs can require two hour long walks every day and they are just not suitable for apartments, Tom said. Dogs and cats also find loud noises from thunderstorms and fireworks really distressing and lots of pets escape in panic during these times. The lost dog's home often ends up inundated after events like this, which is a shame because it's preventable. You should always bring your pet inside and create a calm environment for them. The animal management team works closely with the RSPCA and police, where necessary, and provides education at community events, including teaching children how to approach dogs. They've also hosted free dog obedience sessions. Throughout the year, the team also assesses the compliance of pet shops and pet boarding establishments. When dog attacks occur, they help victims get the best possible outcomes in court. Unfortunately, dog attacks are more common than you might think, and some victims are permanently scarred, Tom said. If you are involved in a dog attack, make sure you exchange contact details and get in touch with us. The Domestic Animal Management Plan guides the City of Melbourne's Animal Management Service. Informed by the community, the plan includes actions to minimise the risk of dog attacks and euthanasia rates. Top tips for pet owners. Register and microchip your dog. Train your cat to feed on your property and consider an enclosure or netting. Keep your dog on leash or under control in off-leash areas. Train your dog through a certified trainer. Pick up after your pet.
make sure your pet is happy, fed, and has appropriate enrichment. Choose the right pet for your lifestyle and home. Respect the community around you. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash pets. Claffy brings creative edge. Leading Irish curator Vari Claffy has been appointed public art strategist for the green makeover of South Bank Boulevard and Dodd Street. Through the project, underused roads will make way for 2.5 hectares of open space, including neighbourhood parks and civic areas with capacity for farmers' markets and small music festivals. Vari's vision for public art will further enhance these new, vibrant community spaces. Would you tell us a little about your creative background? I commission art for new sites and work with artists to support and develop their work in new directions. One of my key projects in Ireland was a festival called Gracelands, which brought high-end work into very specific local situations. I took the project to various sites, such as the formal gardens at the Irish Museum of Modern Art and an old city milk market in Limerick. More recently, we transformed a massive disused VHS factory into an exhibition space, for which I commissioned a series of large-scale immersive artworks. What attracted you to the project in Southbank? The process before and during my engagement has been both highly ambitious and very carefully considered, and I look forward to some fantastic public art commissions emerging. Art can be seen as a reluctant add-on in projects like this, but it really doesn't feel that way here. I was really excited by the team's way of thinking and the openness to threading the artistic perspective throughout the journey. What are your observations of Melbourne from a curatorial perspective? Melbourne seems to have a very sophisticated way of using language. In Ireland, people use language very politely and possibly more lyrically, here, I find it very precise and designed. That is very different for me. That critical precision of language is an interesting thing to add to the mix of a public art project like this. Why is public art important in projects like these? In a lot of ways, Melbourne knows really well how to be a city. But when there is huge change going on, like this project... There are histories and stories that really need to be acknowledged. I can see that there's a lot of willingness here to do this work through public art and not just speed through it. What will make the Southbank Boulevard Public Art Project a success? We are now simply preparing the ground for commissioning. We need to write briefs that are not too precise, nor too broad in scope. From there, it's all about the dynamic between audience and artwork. The word that I come across again and again is enhancement. It's about enhancing a space and making room for discursive criticality. If we can make something that engenders that, it would be really exciting. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Southbank Boulevard. In brief. Senior Celebration. Residents aged 60 and over are invited to an afternoon of music and dancing at Melbourne Town Hall on Tuesday the 12th of December. 
Bookings for this annual Christmas celebration open on the 17th of October. Call 9658-9190-melbourne.vic.gov.au/seniors. Book a berth. Melbourne City Marina customers are now able to view the availability of berths, get a price up front and book and pay online. More information is available online. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash marina. Precinct Power Council recently allocated up to $75,000 in annual funding to seven precinct associations to support traders with business development and marketing activities. If you own a small business, consider joining your local precinct association to reap the benefits. Contact details for recognised groups are available online. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash business. Art funding support. Our Triennial Arts Grants program provides three yearly funding for arts organisations and festivals. Through the 2018-20 program, we are supporting 35 groups. New recipients include the African Music and Cultural Festival, Australian Art Orchestra, Liquid Architecture and Human Rights Film Festival. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash triennial arts. Free promotion. Our summer marketing campaign showcases Melbourne's most interesting, fun and unique experiences. If you run a business or event within the municipality, you can apply to be included in the campaign. Expressions of interest will be open from the 23rd of October to the 7th of November. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash marketing campaigns. Your Council The Right Honourable Lord Mayor Robert Doyle, AC. Portfolio Chair, Major Projects and Major Events and Aboriginal City. Phone 9658 9658. Email lordmayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood. Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance. Phone 9658 9658. Email aaron.wood, that's spelled A-R-R-O-N dot W-O-O-D, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE. Portfolio Chair, Transport. Phone 9658 9038. Email nicholas.francisgilly, that's spelled N-I-C-O-L-A-S dot F-R-A-N-C-E-S-G-I-L-L-E-Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Rohan Leppert, Portfolio Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage, phone 9658 9051. Email rohan.leppert, that's spelled R-O-H-A-N dot L-E-P-P-E-R-T, at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Philip Lee Lu, Portfolio Chair, International Engagement, phone 9658 9630. Email philip.lelu, that's spelled P-H-I-L-I-P dot L-E-L-I-U, at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Kevin Louie, 
Portfolio Chair Prosperous City, phone 9658 9170. Email kevin.louis, that's spelt K-E-V-I-N dot L-O-U-E-Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Cathy Oak, Portfolio Chair Environment, phone 9658 9086. Email kathy.oak, that's spelt C-A-T-H-Y dot O-K-E at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair Planning, phone 9658 9704. Email nicholas.rees, that's spelt N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot R-E-E-C-E at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Susan Riley, Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality, phone 9658-9636, email susan.riley, that's spelled S-U-S-A-N dot R-I-L-E-Y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Tessa Sullivan, Portfolio Chair, People City, phone 9658 9056. Email tessa.sullivan, that's spelt T-E-S-S-A dot S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City, phone 9658-8580. Email jackie.watts, that's spelt J-A-C-K-I-E dot W-A-T-T-S at melbourne.vic.gov.au Postal address for all councillors City of Melbourne GPO Box 1603 Melbourne, Victoria 3001 Fax for all councillors 03-9658-9613 Council meetings October Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 3rd of October, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 17th of October, 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 31st of October, 5.30pm. November, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 14th of November, 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 21st of November, 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday the 28th of November, 5.30pm. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All Council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. On occasion, Council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and Council are called For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Lord Mayor's Commendations Nick Downey, All the King's Men Professional grooming services for the discerning modern gentlemen are sprouting up all around Melbourne. 
but there's one parlour-style barbershop that has offered Melbourne men an old-school experience for more than a decade. When Nick Downey opened the doors to All the King's Men in November 2007, it was a one-chair hole-in-the-wall on Errol Street in North Melbourne. Having been in the industry for 12 years by that point, it was time for me to make my own mark, Nick said. I had worked with and for some incredible people over the years, and I wanted to take all that I'd learnt and create a space that was truly my own. Ten years on, All the King's Men is a highly reputed seven-chair mainstay on Queensbury Street. Nick's team of barbers have brought back the art of traditional male grooming, specialising in cutthroat shaves, style cuts, beard trims and buzz cuts for gentlemen of all ages. We offer great haircuts and a laid-back style, a customer experience that is anchored in consistency, Nick said. The barbershop prides itself on its reputation for quality and consistency, all offered in a relaxed environment where the music plays and the conversation flows. While Melburnians have long been known for their hipster style, Nick said the men's grooming industry has recently experienced rapid growth locally. There has been a definite shift in the market geared towards grooming in general over recent years, Nick said. We're seeing more products, waxes, beard oils, pomades, and with increased choices comes informed clients, and this is a great atmosphere to ply our trade. Nick was one of 38 small business owners awarded a Lord Mayor's Commendation in 2017. The commendations recognised the long-term commitment and contribution of Melbourne's small business proprietors to the City of Melbourne. It is an honour to receive this Lord Mayor's Commendation, Nick said. I am proud that for the past ten years, All the King's Men has employed some of the most creative, kind and talented barbers who have provided a simple and quality service to an incredible clientele. Here's to another ten. The full list of 2017 Lord Mayor's Commendation recipients is available online. For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash commendations. Contact City of Melbourne 03 9658 9658 7.30am to 6pm melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. National Relay Service Tele typewriter, TTY users, phone one three three six double seven, then ask for zero three nine six five eight nine six five eight. Speak and listen users, phone one three hundred triple five seven two seven, then ask for zero three nine six five eight nine six five eight. In person, Melbourne Town Hall, Administration Building, one hundred and twenty Swanston Street, Melbourne. 7.30am to 5pm, Monday to Friday. Postal address? City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3000. Feedback? To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version? 
Subscribe to the online version at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbournemag. Audio version. To receive a copy, contact Vision Australia. Email john.rojas, that's spelt j-o-h-n dot r-o-j-a-s at visionaustralia.org or phone 03 8378 1252. Connect. Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Interpreter services. We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03 Nine Zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two zero Mandarin zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two one Somali zero three nine two eight zero zero seven double two Spanish zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two three Turkish zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two four Vietnamese Zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two five. All other languages. Zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two six. Disclaimer. Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. The City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. All applicable copyrights reserved for the City of Melbourne, except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth, no part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of the City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, October-November 2017. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Accessible Information Solutions of Vision Australia, website www visionaustralia.org Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Accessible Information Solutions of Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was David Tredinick. This concludes the recording.